0: The other day, I received a very nice email from a physician. Um, he had just watched one of my webinars and thought they were really great. And at the end of his email, um, he ended with a question: "and it was, Is it isn't the benefit of being employed is that you let someone ha- else handle all the headaches of running the practice?" And I thought that was. That's a very common question, one that, that comes up quite a bit. So, as I wrote the reply, I probably I decided I probably ought to turn this into a podcast as well, um, and because I get this question a lot um, from younger physicians. Now, I, I, I suppose that's one way to look at it: is if uh, uh, you know, um, if someone runs the practice, you won't have to handle or deal with the headaches of running the practice. Um, um, you either pay an office manager to deal with the majority of your headaches, or you uh, can hand the reins. Uh, of that decision making over to an employer Uh, no one um, just remember no one does this work uh, of dealing with those headaches for free if you own the practice you decide what happens in your clinic if you're employed they take a cut from your earnings to pay their overhead and ensure their return on their investment not yours Uh, they also tell you what to do and in some cases how to practice um, they might get to decide who works in your clinic. Um, you may have a hard time uh, dealing with that. You may not have a say in who works in your clinic or even how to get rid of them. Uh, so b- before, if you're going to go the employment route, before you sign that agreement, read the contract very carefully with your attorney, and and the, um, uh, the attorney um, um, will provide, hopefully, invaluable uh, insight for you. Now, your employer, uh, they may decide to take a, want to take a cut of anything that you make outside the clinical environment you know such as you know say you're a speaker or you write books or you do a podcast they may want to take a cut of that um and uh, also i think what's important to note is that over the past few months we have seen that they may want you to take a pay cut in time of crisis whether you're working full-time or not and um You know, so these are just a few of the aspects I've seen as working as an employee physician. Now, if you have some questions or you just want some general insight into that, be sure to check out my quick webinar on Employment Agreements for Physicians. It's on my website. Uh, You can take it for free. Uh, and, uh, And it provides some things to really think about before you sign an employment agreement. Because... Honestly, any, every physician is at some point in their career, are, they're gonna, you're going to sign an employment agreement. Whether you're becoming an employee of a private practice group with a attractive partnership, or you're just going to go work for an organization, um, you're going to sign an employment agreement. So there are some things that you might want to think about um, when you are going to sign those contracts. Now, personally... To answer that guy's question, I think it's a myth that it's easier to be an employee rather than own your own practice. Honestly, it's just a different set of headaches and worries. As an owner, yes, you have to worry about financial reports, productivity reports, you have to deal with personnel issues, you got you to gotta have marketing problems, and you got to negotiate with payers and partners and facilities, you know, and these are just to name a few of the things you got to worry about. As an employee, though, you're going to have to worry about the financial stability of the practice or the organization and will you have a job tomorrow. Um you might even worry about the business sense uh of those who are at the head of the practice, you know. Do you trust them? Are they making the right decisions? Do they have the capacity and knowledge to make the right decisions? And how will their af- decisions affect you, your career and your family? You know, you know, uh you know, so y- you either worry about one thing or another, but you're going to have some worries and some things to think about. Um and really all you're doing is you're exchanging one set of worries for another set. Now, honestly, um, folks um, who think it's better to be an employee, don't take this the wrong way, but I, just, I, I don't know how much business intelligence they really have and how well they're going to be trained or be able to run a practice or a business. And that's no fault of their own. You're not trained in medical school to run a practice. You're trained to be a doctor. Now, and again, that's just my opinion. You know, most physicians I've met um, that liked being an employee were those who had just sold their practice and only had about one to three years left in their career. You know that's because they got a big payday and they're going to coast out the door into retirement. Almost everyone else has regretted that decision, right? They miss the autonomy, they miss being able to be in charge, and I think a lot of physicians coming. Um, Today, um, out of practice, they're afraid of running their own practice because they haven't been taught how to be business minded. And I think it's gotten more competitive in today's environment. You know, they basically paid a lot of money and time to acquire skills needed to become a high paid employee. In a capitalistic economy, you know, costs are always on the chopping block. And that's what high paid employees are. And remember, substitutes are always going to be sought after in a free market society. You know, a few podcasts back, I talked about people aspect of exemplary patient care. Now, for the most part, corporate types don't really view employees as assets, as I think they should do, but they view them as line items on the income statement on the expense section, which means they view them as expenses and not assets. And that completely changes how you view people. Now stop and think about that for a minute. You know, I I think it's also good for physicians to uh, remain in private practice because, you know, um, if enough of the physician labor force is employed, I think eventually you're going to see cuts uh, to salaries with increases in work demands or worse. They may be even replaced altogether by uh, other cheaper labor um, who are almost as good. But these are just my thoughts on the matter. Ultimately, um, it might just be a fear that holds people back from going into private practice or owning their own business. You know, some might call it headaches of owning your own business, but I, I think it's more likely it, it it's the fear. You know, the fear of striking out on your own and becoming the best you can. So I'd encourage you, don't let that fear hold you back. The most important, I think the most important teaching point of today's podcast is this. It's not... Easy being a physician period um, I'm not sure that it really ever was easy employed physicians or self-employed physicians they just have different headaches and different fears and different things they have to deal with you know the difference is who's responsible for those headaches and who solves them um, and that's something that you're gonna have to think long and hard about uh, and make those balance or those decisions um, after you weigh them uh, and balance uh, the pros and cons of each um, I'm very happy you decided to invest in yourself today. It's the best investment you're ever going to make. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with your friends and colleagues and be sure to check out my books on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. We'll see you later. Have a great day.